Dobar dan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 23rd of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Monday the 21st, President Aleksandar Vucic and Kosovo's Prime Minister Alibin Kurti met in Brussels with the EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell in an effort to avoid further escalation and tensions in Kosovo. We already mentioned in some previous episodes that Vucic and Kurti have to reach an agreement regarding Kosovo's license plates, since Kosovo wants to use ones that would make them look like an independent country, which is against Serbia's laws. Still, in a press conference after the meeting, Borrell said that Serbia accepted an EU proposal to stop issuing Serbian license plates for Serbs living in northern Kosovo, but Kosovo did not agree to halt the process of re-registration of existing license plates. He said that he will inform EU member states, quote, about the behavior of the different parties and lack of respect for international legal obligations, end quote. And he added that this goes particularly for Kosovo. Vyosa Osmani, the president of Kosovo, accused Borrell of not respecting the basic principles of neutrality and that he showed his bias towards Serbia with his statements because he did not direct any criticism to Serbia, but only to Kosovo. On Tuesday the 15th, Srpska Lista, the Belgrade-backed party representing Serbs living in Kosovo, said that it will boycott extraordinary local elections in four municipalities, which will be held on the 18th of December. These elections were announced after a mass resignation of Serbs from Kosovo institutions. Recall that the resignees left because they claimed that agreements reached in the Belgrade and Pristina dialogue in Brussels were being violated. Peter Petkovic, the head of Serbia's office for Kosovo, said in a statement on Tuesday that it didn't make sense to hold these elections if Serbs didn't participate, since the people in these municipalities are mostly Serbian. In the 2021 Kosovo local elections in the north, Srpska Lista won the vast majority in all four Serb-majority municipalities. On Tuesday the 15th, President Vucic met with the advisor of Chechen leader Ramzan Kadyrov. The Chechen Republic, headed by Kadyrov, has autonomy within the Russian Federation. Kadyrov is also a high-ranking official of Putin's party, United Russia. Kadyrov is one of the most ardent supporters of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He is even sending Chechnya's soldiers to fight in the war. Pavle Gurpovich, the president of the opposing liberal organization Movement of Free Citizens, said that this meeting shows on whose side Serbia is on. Gurpovich added that Vucic should not welcome the advisor of one of the most radical Russian extremists and one of the protagonists of the aggression that Russia is carrying out against Ukraine. Speaking of the Russia-Ukraine war, since its beginning, more than 100,000 Russians and 18,000 Ukrainians have moved to Serbia. Many of the people who migrated have commented on the living conditions and said that they have many more opportunities in Serbia than in their own countries. Many immigrants came to the country with young children. This school year, 66 Ukrainian students and more than 530 Russians are registered at local schools. The demand for housing has also increased and the price of renting in Belgrade has doubled in the past six months. Now on to some health updates. About 3,000 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 20 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the numbers have stayed almost the same. More than 80 journalists, activists, government officials, and international and local experts attended the conference Far-Right Extremism in the Balkans, Groups, Trends, and Political Support, which was held on Wednesday the 16th. During the conference, Balkan Investigative Reporting Network, or BURN, 
launched an interactive map giving detailed information about 71 far-right and extremist groups and organizations operating in six countries in the Western Balkans. Many of the groups that are active in the Western Balkans are pro-Russian, which became increasingly noticeable after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Marko Milisaljevic, the program coordinator of the Serbian branch of the Youth Initiative for Human Rights, noted the presence of extremist political party Dveri in the Serbian government. He added that because of them, the part of biology textbooks that deals with gender and sex was removed. On that note about extremism, singer of nationalistic songs Mirko Piacin, better known as Baya Malik Nincha, performed in Novi Sad, the largest city of Vojvodina in the north of Serbia, on Friday the 18th. However, before the concert took place, some controversy sparked among the audience, since many wondered whether that kind of concert should be allowed to take place in a public institution in the same year Novi Sad won the title of European Capital of Culture. In some of his most popular turbo folk songs, Baya Malik Ninja glorifies those convicted of genocide in Srebrenica and other war crimes in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Alexander Martin, spokesperson of the League of Social Democrats of Fiovodina, a progressive political party, said that the singer is a symbol of the decline of society. He added that Patron spreads nationalist mythomania. Contrary to the extreme conservative views, on Sunday the 20th, at the Republic Square in Belgrade, dozens of transgender citizens gathered for Transgender Day of Remembrance in order to honor the memory of those whose lives were lost due to transgender violence. The gathering was organized by Belgrade Pride and Getin, two of Belgrade's organizations engaged in human rights of the LGBT plus community in Serbia. Matija Stefanovic from the Let It Be Known Association stated that transgender people are constantly exposed to violence. He pointed out that the issues of transphobia in Serbia are not dealt with properly and demanded the implementation of the law on gender identity proposed by Getin, which aims to regulate the status of trans, intersex, and genderqueer people in Serbia. Now, on to some news on the economy. On Monday the 21st, Vucic was a guest on a show on TV Prva. He pointed out that Serbia's foreign currency reserves grew, that there were $5.5 billion in 2012, but that today there are $14.3 billion. Vucic also confirmed that pensions would go up by almost 21% as would salaries of military staff, which is 25% for active soldiers and 15% for people working in the defense ministry. Speaking about the country's current economic situation and the energy sector, Vucic said that Serbia's economy is much stronger compared to other countries in the Western Balkans. Moving on, heavy rain during the weekend has caused deaths in the Western Balkan countries, while transportation was affected in some towns in Serbia and Albania. The towns of Novi Pazar, Tutin and Priepolje were heavily flooded and a two-year-old boy drowned near Tutin in the river Vidrenjak. The authorities have closed some primary and secondary schools in the Novi Pazar, as large amounts of water were expected from the surrounding mountains. Last week, a Slovakian battery manufacturer, Inobat, signed a declaration of intent with the Serbian government on the construction of a major new electric vehicle battery factory. The declaration is not a binding contract, and alternative sites, such as in the UK, are still being considered for Inobat's Western European facility. Inobat said in a press release on Monday the 14th that the Serbian government would provide financial and material support of up to $420 million, including grants and tax incentives. 
Prime Minister Anna Brnabic welcomed the agreement and said that it will ensure that Serbia is developing in line with the newest technological and industrial trends. The Progressive Party, together, and the network of Association United Initiatives and Movements launched the campaign Tie Yourself for the Defense of Sava Bridge, in which citizens will tie themselves to the bridge with colorful ribbons and share the photos on social media. City and Republic officials deemed the Sava Bridge unfunctional, ugly, and loud. However, Serbian activists disagree. They said that the removal of the bridge will bring even greater traffic chaos, pollution, and construction delays to the citizens of Belgrade. Many citizens started decorating the bridge with colorful fabrics before winter, and activists say that it is the only the first step in their fight to preserve it. And that's it for this week. Another quick question. How are we doing on bias? Axe grinding? We try to be independent and stick to the facts and context with favor and fear of none. How are we doing? Do we seem even a teensy bit biased? Tell us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Total yenyeg, zbogam. Total